Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Doctors of Running Roundtable, where we three, although currently two, doctors of physical therapy discuss the art and science of the things that we put on our feet. Today, we have something special on the docket. David, do you want to talk about that? Let's do it. Today right. on the docket, we've got the Nike Alpha Fly Next Percent. And so, on top of that, we're actually going to be discussing the Alpha Fly Next Percent as well as the other vapor flies that have come out prior to this, including the OG that Matt is holding, the Nike Vaporfly 4%, the Nike Vaporfly 4% Fly Knit, as well as the Nike Next Percent. And then so comparing the Nike Fly. Yes. And so I think the best place to start off with this discussion would probably be the fit and upper of all of them. I think I'll just start with yeah. the Alpha Fly next percent since that's yeah. the main piece on the docket. Um, the Nike Alpha Fly next percent debuts Nike's what they call Atom Knit. So it's a knit upper, but it's a little bit more of a synthetic knit upper. So where the OG Vapor Fly, I didn't run in that one, but I know when they went to the Fly Knit version, this is almost like a sock-like, very uh, soft upper. Then they went to the next percent where it was a little bit more synthetic. I think they called it vapor weave, I want to say. Yeah, Is that... weave. It was much snugger okay. and uh, a little, I wouldn't say harsh, but definitely a, like a snugger fit on the foot. Okay. And that had a little bit more of a synthetic feel, right? Like yes, kind of like, definitely uh, It took some time. Like plasticky the, almost? Yeah, def that's a good word to put it, plasticky. Some parts crinkled. Some people had some issues with it kind of like causing some uh, pinching a little bit. But Adam Knit is pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, it is. And so what Nike tried to do, I mean, I'm not Nike, but what I think they tried to do uh, is kind of get the best of both worlds. So this isn't it upper, but it's very synthetic in nature. It's not really, it's not a very soft knit. Like I would definitely want to wear socks, um, but it's still, it's very breathable and light, but it's also reinforced very well. Um, more so than say the 4% fly knit where it's very stretchy mm -hmm. and um, can have some gives on the turns. I think I remember seeing, um, oh, who was it? I think it was Shalane Flanagan taking like a hard turn and you just see her foot like translate in the middle of the race. I don't think it actually caused her any problems, so it was just a funny picture. When I was at the Olympic <laughs> trials, I was waiting at one of the corners. So, so my, my fiance, Regina, ran in the Olympic trials, and she did uh, great despite how much craziness happened. Um, but I was waiting for her at the turn, and when everybody would come around that thing, everybody wearing uh, alpha flies, it just looked like people's ankles were going to break on that because it was a, like a 180 return right down at the far end. It was like, oh, my gosh. That's brutal. Yeah, and I think yeah. – yeah, I think a large part of that actually is the stack difference, but I think we can go into that more later. Yeah. But as far as the upper goes, I think I've only run in the Vaporfly 4% Fly Knit and mm -hmm. the Alpha Fly Next Percent. So I've run in both of the knit versions. Um, and I can say from what I have ran in and yeah. taken them through the paces and turns and all of those things that the Atom Knit is reinforced a heck of a lot better. But... Yeah, it's 40 millimeters of stack. Yeah. So the terrain can still be a little wonky on that. Um, I, was, I would say overall, what's that? Yeah, go for it. Overall. Uh, I was, yeah. I was going to say overall, it's it's definitely very breathable. It's reinforced well, but I would say that it's narrow throughout the midfoot, especially. Okay. So if you look 
right in there. The soul carves in, but the upper carves in even more. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it holds it together. When you first put them on, it feels kind of weird and kind of not clunky, but it does hug a little more than most shoes do um, in that region. I thought it'd be more problematic than it was once I started running more and actually got a few miles under me. I kind of forgot about it. Mm. But um, if someone's more on the wide foot population, they might notice it really prominently. Um, but yeah, besides that, I mean, the upper is pretty good. It's true to size for me. Um, I would almost say it's very dialed in. It's, it's almost perfect in terms of dimensions besides the midfoot. It's got just enough for swelling. Length is perfect. The heel is not problematic. There is a heel counter, but it's not, it's got that little retro curve design on it. And my Achilles had no problems where it kind of, it dips back slightly. And then that little pocket there, it's, it's padded through here, kind of on the superior portion. So they're, they, maintain not padded. That, they, they maintain that then from the next percent, correct? So the padding is I, well i didn't run yeah so i didn't run in the next percent but you can right. kind of see the padding right here yeah but so underneath clear. that it's not padded so they have okay. room for the achilles and the calcaneus and distal insertion there so for our for our, the people who have not tried a lot of the vapor flies the original one did not have much in the way of a heel counter there is a little strip up the back that provides a little bit of stability but outside of that there is no there's everything's pretty loose the uh, the flyknit version there was it was very flexible and there was not a lot of structure back there. Um, the next percent was where they first introduced a full like very thick heel counter in the back here, which is very stiff. But to offset that, they have the cushioning here to try to keep a little distance between your heel and your Achilles and that that counter. And so David compared that. So how how wide is that counter in the the Alpha Fly? Yeah, so it's not super wide. I would just say it's wide enough. Like, it's right. just enough to get that foot in. For those that have put on the Alpha Fly, which is common from what I've, from what I've heard outside of myself, uh, a common experience is that it's kind of hard to get your foot in initially, mm -hmm. that the hole and the way the upper is, it, it feels really snug, and it's kind of hard to get your foot in. But once you're in, it's fine. It's just like kind of... Pull that up, loosen the laces, get your foot in, use that heel tab, and get it in. The The counter is pretty rigid. Okay. It's just it's not bothersome. Like, it's padded up top with plenty of room underneath that padding. So, like, when I first started running, I thought I might have some problems with slippage. But once I started getting going, I, ha I didn't have any problems. And so, I overall, I was actually really pleased with the upper and the atom knit. I just think it's a little... I think it's pretty narrow through the midfoot. And for me, it's not a deal breaker. I yeah. think it's, it could be for some people. Um, I don't know if they're making wide versions of this, but they're not going they're, From what I hear, they're not going to just cause that's going to take too much, but how's yeah. the forefoot? How's forefoot width? Forefoot width is fine. It's not overly wide. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's not overly wide, but again, I would just say wide enough, enough to accommodate okay. swelling. Right. If you look, the toe box, it's a little bigger than what it looks. I mean, here's the guard right there, yeah. right there, and right there. So that's the kind of the guard and bumper there. Right. So, I mean, it's a decent amount of space. It's right. not super narrow. 
So the original one, people actually commented that it fit fairly wide. So there's a there was a large, and I love this. So there was a, that's personal to me. There's a large amount of room for the through the forefoot, especially the Flynet version was much snugger, and they definitely they locked that down. Well, I wouldn't say locked down; they just made it snugger. It was the security wasn't great. The next percent scent seemed like it was a combination between the two, where it still had that wider last. But the synthetic vapor weave was definitely a lot had a lot more compression on the foot, which at times felt good. Um, initially, it, could, it would crinkle a little bit and compress, and that could cause some issues. But it sounds like there the Alpha Fly is an evolution of this, trying to get a little bit more flexibility, breathability back um, mm -hmm. in there. Yeah, yeah, so, I would agree, and I think I, it's almost for the viewers and the listeners out there. I'm holding up the Alpha Fly X percent and the four percent, and you can see from the top down what the forefoot looks like. And Matt's doing the same. It looks like I mean it's almost visible, like between the X percent and Alpha Fly X percent, both of those are the wider toe boxes. Right. If you look at the four percent and the OG Vaporfly, it's a lot more narrow. Right. Um, so I think they did a good job with that overall. I think the it's just like I said, just enough for toe splay and swelling mm -hmm. accommodation. It's not wide by any means, but it's but it's it's enough. Yeah, it's there, yeah. There's plenty of room, especially in the forefoot. Heel was a little snugger, obviously, like in in almost all the versions. But forefoot again will vary depending on what you need for each version. So how'd you like the ride? So oh, qu quick question. So there were a couple people at the trials, and I've heard rumors about this. Some people are not sure. And you mentioned this earlier about true to size, half size down. A lot of people at the trials went half size down, which, based on what I saw afterwards, may not have been a good idea. But what do you think about that? <laughs> I think it's true to size. I think okay. it's pretty dialed in. Okay. A lot of people like to go down half a size when they race. I'm not one of those people, but I really think if you're taking this thing 26 miles or 26.2, if we're being exact, you're going to have some swelling. Everyone is. Right. I mean, even if you're the fastest guy in the world, you're going to be running two hours. Um, so it's like you're, you're going to want a little bit of space. Right. If you were running a 5K, I could see you sizing down half the size maybe. But not I think me. for the longer... Yeah, for the longer side, for the longer races, I think it's definitely dialed in. I think true to size is fine. Some people out there might fight me on that. I could see you maybe going up a half size, especially with that narrow midfoot, um, and that would probably still be okay if you lace it down tight. But overall, I think true to size, and I think you're totally fine getting your regular size. So we're let's combine, let's move on and combine ride instability. So what did what did you think? Because I I had the fortune of uh, running in a pair for a little bit, but nothing compared to the amount of miles you put on yours. So what do you think? Yeah, I think that this shoe is surprisingly stable for forty millimeters of stack on Zoom X foam. I thought for sure I would be like testing my ankles out a lot more than what I did. Um. The Atom Knit upper, I think, is reinforced well, because I went from the 4% where I didn't want to turn very hard. And it's just, it. the platform was soft, the upper was very stretchy. I just didn't really feel comfortable taking sharp turns. Right. Not to say I feel that much better in this shoe, I, but I do feel better. Right. Uh, I think it's because you have to get used to the platform. With it being 40 millimeters of stack, I don't remember what these ones, the original Vaporflies are, but it's noticeably different. I mean, 
uh, can I get that level? Like, even if I yeah. put the counters, the heal players there together, you can see it's, like, significantly more. Yeah. And so when you go and turn, your proprioception, or uh, for those that don't know, proprioception is your joint's awareness of where it is in space. And it's like that, that connection. Yeah. yeah, it's that connection between the brain and your joint so that if you put your hand out here, you know where your hand is. Right. Same with the foot and ankle. And so that gets kind of wonky when you're on really soft surfaces and um, and you're landing hard and moving quick and you're kind of more focused on other things. Um, so it can get kind of muddied. But honestly, it did a decent job. I really didn't notice too, too badly taking it in turns. Um, and most marathon courses and road races you're going to be running, you're going to be taking natural street turns. And for that, it'll be fine. If you're doing like sharp use, that might be kind of tricky, which at the trials, I think they did have to a couple times, yeah, I believe. Several, there was a, a U-turn <laughs> at the, uh, the course, that, again, that I was watching at that part. And I was like, yeah. ooh, some people are going to die. Uh, yeah. We did have some falls. That was pretty nasty. I would not want to be those people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, he falls. So you said stability was pretty uh, good. Was it th good throughout the whole ride? Or was it good, better in certain parts? Yeah, so I think it was probably best in the forefoot and the heel. I think in the, right. that midfoot transition, the way they built it, I think it almost like just like get you onto that forefoot as quick mm -hmm. as it possibly can. And they, they try to skip that midfoot transition. And so if you're a real sharp heel striker, I don't think you'll have that much of a problem still, but I think it yeah. could come off a little clunky initially. Just because... I mean, that thing's beveled pretty harshly, but the yeah. foam's so soft and it's stabilized by the plate, it doesn't really bug me too much. You can see where my wear pattern is. I don't land really super far back anyways. I'm kind of more like there. But that, that hoof is pretty prominent. So yeah, for the definitely. viewers out there or listeners, I'm, I'm showing the bottom of the shoe, the outsole. And so that hoof, when you have that air pod and it extends it up like that, you can feel that for better or worse i mean i don't really know i mean once you get used to it it feels different at first it's mm -hmm. very different but once you get used to it and you have a few miles under you it you adapt to it and it's not really that awkward anymore but when i first started running that forefoot felt heavy and so it'd be like a slap 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 like right. so i felt yeah it wasn't clunky i just felt like a horse man like i felt like i was like landing flat, like on the ground and so it was like it just was very different and then but once i picked up the pace and kind of got my cadence mm -hmm. moving quicker and i had actually gotten a few miles on this shoe and kind of learned how my gate that's a good thing to bring up your gate's going to be different in this shoe yep i'm a pretty firm believer in that i mean gate's going to be pretty similar across the board depending on the regardless of the shoe you're wearing but yeah. when the stack height's 40 millimeters you don't run in that on a normal basis and so with the platform uh with the platform being so much higher you're you might land a little earlier it extends that lever arm yeah. but I'll, and we'll talk more about this later but with it extending the lever arm you might be able to put more force into the ground however you got to be able to control that extra force yes. into the ground and what it does with you so we'll, we're going to jump on this in a second because I think that is the excellent topic we should talk about in terms of, again, going off the, the phrase that we've been using is shules as tools. Um, we'll yeah. talk about that in a second that 
it, it may change your form or you might have to change yours to, to use the, that, these shoes optimally. But uh, any other comments on the ride in terms of like, so like transition at the heel, the forefoot, what did you, what did you think about those? Because oh. it's like, so again, stability is pretty good at the forefoot, good at the heel, not so hot at the midfoot. But what do you think of the ride? Yeah, overall, the ride is actually really smooth, but okay. you have to kind of get used to that forefoot feel. So you can feel that hoof, you can feel the AirPods. Like yeah. I said, I kind of felt like a horse initially, like if you picture a horse galloping and landing, kind of like da-doom, da-doom, da-doom. Right. Um, but once I got the pace picked up and I was more used to it, it actually was really nice and I liked it. And there is a pretty sharp toe spring on there. It's not like, I don't feel like it's that. With how soft the foam is, I don't think it's super prominent. You don't feel like you're falling off the front of it. Um, I think if anything, it feels like it propels you a lot more than a lot of other shoes I've been in, which is better or worse. Cause I think I wrote this in my written review that I yeah. felt like if my cadence, if I was not able to keep my own cadence with the pace that I was putting down on the pavement, we we're having problems. Whereas in another shoe, I might be able to do it just fine. But because right. of how soft and how much it pushed me back, that action reaction on it is like you have to be able to control it and so it was more propulsive than i would say than a lot of other shoes i've been on but that could be a negative that could be detrimental if someone isn't able to control that so right. it's very soft it's very propulsive and it's very enticing because of that but you just have to make sure that that's something that you've kind of trained your body to do already that i don't i don't think it's something that if you've never let's say for I'm just going to throw things out there. For me, like let's say I'm doing a fartlek and I'm running anywhere from 445, 450 pace to 515 pace. For me in this shoe, 515 was smooth. I was fine. Everything was good. For me right now, at a 5K, at my current fitness, I could probably run somewhere around 5 flat to 505. So being under 5-minute pace, I'm pushing a little bit. And when I'm pushing a little bit, you almost, you get that quick cadence. And if I go underneath that, where it's, it becomes more like a mile pace or like a 3K pace, that can be hard to control on this shoe, if that makes sense. It does. So I think whoever wears it just has to be prepared and ready to run that kind of a pace with or without that shoe. And then I think you'll be fine. Got it. So... Yeah. Uh, any other comments on the ride? Oh, yeah, I think you cut out. Any other comments on the ride? No, I think overall it's pretty smooth. I think okay. we got it. Stability, ride, it's good yeah. at the heel, it's good at the forefoot. Yeah. I think the midfoot could probably be a little better, but I think yeah. that's just natural with yeah. that kind of just gap there. You know, it's such yeah. a big gap, it can feel like a, like a little clunk. Almost yeah. like a clog or something. How's it really quickly before we jump into the cool, the really interesting stuff? How's the durability been? Yeah, I mean, I don't have that many miles on it. I mean, I have like what 15, I think. Um, but they're 15 quality miles. I haven't, I, I, I mean, 14 of them are probably fast with about a mile or two of fluff, you know. Um, I have notable wear. I mean, it's not the most durable. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's going to be done after a marathon. I think you can wear this for at least probably three marathons and some training miles. I think 100 to 150 is fair as far as like 
quality, good, fast miles. Some people might be able to take it more, but um, I'm trying to see. Can you? You can kind of see that there's somewhere on that forefoot, right? Uh, hard with that, but okay. Yeah, there we go. I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't think the lighting should be the best on that. Well, to emphasize your point, so people, a lot of people ask us about how long do these shoes last and like how long should they break them in because they want to save some of the magic of the sole. So the ZoomX does start breaking down, and I think most noticeably of all the pairs that I've had, that it starts breaking down around like 50 to 75 miles. If sometimes you can get a little bit more, like I, on my next percents, I have close to two, like 150, 175 on these, and they started going not dead, but didn't have the same bounce they did, um, probably around 75, 80 miles. Um, but I should note that once that happens, these actually become really solid trainers. There's there's enough cushioning there. There's enough stuff, unless you have totally chewed through the sole and made a really abnormal wear pattern, there's plenty of cushioning there. And when the, the compressed Zoom X foam is actually really nice for like recovery runs when you are messed up and you're like, I can't handle anything else. It's actually, it's what I use a lot of these for, like for shakeout runs or my legs are beat up. Um, especially right now with the, the amount of stress that I'm going through and my, my body is not responding to me right now. And that's just how it goes. Um, doing all the things I'm doing. It, again, it does wear out. So people should be aware. They need to get a couple miles in these. If you have never run in a, in a Vaporfly before or any shoe like this, I don't care if you're, you're worried about that magic. You need to get your body used to this because these are very different. And there is a technique and, and you're, you need to find out if these are going to work for you. Not everybody can use these shoes. Not everybody's going to benefit from these shoes. So let's jump into a little of the thoughts as, as doctors of physical therapy. So I've written about this multiple times, and there's some very good studies out there, uh, independent from Nike. So Hujikimur et al. and Hunter et al. are ones in 2019, 2018, that took a look at these and looked at efficiency compared to other um, running shoes like the Nike Streak and the Edius Adios. And while they found that a lot of people had improvements in their economy and it averaged out to around 4%, hence the name, um, what they didn't tell you is that was an average. So some people had like in economy improvements. And when we say running economy, we're not talking about speed. We're, we're talking about how efficient their body is running in these shoes, right? How, how well they use in oxygen, how is their energy maintenance, all that kind of stuff goes, goes into running economy. Uh, we won't go into the equations and how you calculate that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what they talk about when they say 4%. So the original one, there were economy improvements that were 4%. Some people had it up to like 10%, if not more. And some people had it like negative 10%, like 10%, where they actually ran their economy was worse in the shoe. Uh, it's the same thing talking about the, the plates, right? So there's an optimal stiffness in these shoes. And the clinic all, who include that study that was earlier this year was included. Uh, Jared Ward contributed that study from Saucony. And they found that, again, there's a certain stiffness that works well for each person. So know that these shoes are pretty soft. There's a lot of stack height there. David mentioned that he had to kind of change his form and that it seems to work really well. There's kind of a sweet spot for it. You need to take a couple miles to get used to these. If you go right out and race in these, I cannot promise that you're going to finish that race or this or that you're not going to have that you're going to have a good day because you need to get used to this stuff. The stack height on the Alpha Fly is massive it is very different your mechanics will change based on basically your limb is being extended by a significant amount it's different back in the day when we had the really minimal like like the mizuno wave universe as a classic example right of those super minimal shoes as lightweight it weighed less than four ounces you know that's not going to affect your 
your limb, except for you're gonna have your stride's gonna shorten because you're trying to shock absorb more because there's no cushioning. These are the opposite. Yeah. You your limb has been extended by a certain percentage. Your whole body's gonna have to accommodate that. And if you don't take time to get used to that, that's where people are gonna have problems. So yeah, you need to make sure. I, my suggestion would be before you race, you need to get one like easy or like one workout or like shorter workout in, and you need to do at least some kind of mod, like shorter long run, like 10, 12 miles. Make sure you can handle the mileage, especially if you're gonna go run a marathon. If you're gonna do a half or 10K, that's gonna be different. But for those people who are going, yeah, let me buy this just for my marathon, you need to get used to it. It's like a tool, you need to break it in. And so 10 to 15 miles, 10 to 20 miles is not gonna kill you because there's still gonna be plenty of magic left. And I think the the cost of maybe losing a hair of that magic is worth making sure you finish your race and making sure you don't get any injuries because that's what I'm studying right now. I don't have any research to back up what I'm about ready to say, but these kind of shoes will put a lot of emphasis into different parts of your body that you may or may not be used to. Uh, clinically, I see a lot of athletes with hamstring injuries in this shoe and like uh, hip issues because if you wear a rockered shoe and a soft shoe like this, it puts a lot more force. You have to work a lot harder at your knee and your hip. Your ankle is going to be usually fine unless, unless the instability gets to you, but a rockered shoe takes pressure off the foot and ankle and puts it up higher. So I've seen a couple knee issues, but mostly in the faster elite athletes, more hamstring issues and complaints and cramping coming out of these shoes. So for that reason, you need to get used to them. Now I've been talking for like half an hour. David, what do you think? <laughs> I'm like, I got to jump in. I got to jump in. Yeah. But no, what happens? No, no, like, no, like you, all no, I write about, right? So like my like PhD is this is what I write about. Docs is running. I write about this. So David, help me. Take a break. Yeah, no, man, you you did a great job. You covered ninety percent of what I was gonna say, anyways. So, I have I do have some things to fill in as well Good. because Good. for some people they might respond better to say the original Vaporfly or the Vaporfly Next Percent or Four Percent Flyknit versus the Alpha Fly because right. you have to think of it this way: forty millimeters is essentially a just shy of two inches, right? I mean, if it's four centimeters and if, if 2.5 millimeter or yeah. what is the conversion? Like, you know where I'm going with this. I, yeah. I know five centimeters better, centimeters. but don't ask me to convert. But can you show, yes. the, show the, 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 the next percent fly net versus the alpha fly? There is a, there is a yeah. really large stack height difference. And those are the same size. Uh, so, size uh, 10. So if that's any, right. I forgot I gave those to you. So 10 versus 10 and a half, not that much different, but there's still a huge stack height difference, right? So no, but if, yeah, if anything, this is even more dramatic than what it would be. Cause if this is a size 10, my 4% yeah. fly net I'm holding is a size 10. My yeah. alpha fly is nine and a half. Oh, it's a nine. That's right. So, nine and a half. Right. Yeah. So if anything, it's more dramatic than what I'm showing. But right. it's definitely pretty dang prominent. Yeah. And so when you're adding that much length on your legs, you are increasing the lever arm, but you have to be able to control it. And if this thing is, think of it as a dynamic two inches almost. Right. I mean, just shy of two inches. So if you make yourself that much taller, and then when you land, this thing is like, it's very compressive too. So it's, it's a very soft and propulsive, two inches you're not used to having. And so because of that, and I, I alluded to this earlier with the cadence thing, 
if you're not able to keep up with the force you're putting into the ground right. with this, you're going to have those hip flexor, those proximal hamstring type of strains where that load is no longer on your calves, but it's got to right. go somewhere. Energy is right. not, it's created, but can't be destroyed. It can, it can only be dispersed. And so it's going to travel up the chain. It's going to go to the hips. It's going to go to the glutes. It's going to go to those ham proximal hamstrings. And if you can't control that and your legs are moving quicker than you're used to and you feel like you're overreaching or overextending, you probably are because you're not controlling it. Right. And so that's over the course of 26 miles, yeah, you can injure yourself. Right. And I'm not saying that a lot of everyone who puts this shoe on is going to injure themselves. That's not ex at all of what I'm saying. But I think if you're not ready for that, it definitely predisposes you if you haven't worked on those things before. And so, I mean, you watch guys like Elliot Kipchoge, Galen Rupp, uh, Jakob Ingebrigtsen. These guys are savages and they're running insane and they're all wearing this shoe. It has nothing to do with this being a bad shoe. It's an awesome shoe and I think Nike did a really good job. But you have to keep in mind, they're pro athletes that work on this stuff on a daily basis. Right. And so I think for the common runner, I think you just have to make sure that you take a little bit of time to focus on wellness and your own mobility, your own strength and things like that before you put on let's let's say a super shoe right and and just take this thing out for half marathon marathon without ever warming easing your way into it i think that's where you're asking for trouble and, I, and on top up, of that yeah david brings up a good point. sorry yeah now, yeah now now i'm going on my rant it's okay uh, <laughs> when when people compare a lot of times like there's a there's a marketing component to this too right if you see somebody like galen rupp or luke kipchoge or any of these individuals male or female running in these shoes you cannot assume that what they wear is going to work for you right these people are elite athletes mm -hmm. they're the top of the world their biomechanics their strength their experience, the things they have access to, those are totally different than what 99.99% of the population has. So your mechanics are not the same as theirs, and a lot of these shoes have been optimized around that elite running form. That does not mean you're going to go run a PR. It does not mean you're going to go run to a two-flat marathon. You have to ease into this stuff because it's like going, if you've been driving a Honda Civic your whole life and all of a sudden you step into a McLaurin, right? That's not going to translate. You need. To, I. You are not going to just want to take that car out in the street because you're probably going to run it into a pole the second you put that thing on the the gas, right? Just, so then you're then you're screwed because I wouldn't want to have to reimburse for a wrecked McLaurin. It's kind of the same thing where you have to learn how to use this. There are people that race professionally and race in this stuff, and they're the elite and they know how to handle these things and they have optimized the ability to use this stuff. The rest of us, a lot of times, haven't. And not everybody is going to work with it. Not everybody should be driving a McLaurin. There's a reason I drive a Honda Fit. It's small, and I decrease the risk of me hitting things. So that's how I go. I would not want to drive one of those cars. So that's that's the 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 uh, the analogy that I would use. There is you ha again, just because you see somebody do it doesn't mean you're going to do it. There's a lot, a huge difference between you and those elites, right? between what they do in terms of especially experience wise right so you know if you're out running 15 20 miles a week or even like 50 60 miles a week it's going to be a lot different than somebody who's running 140 150 has optimal care everything that their whole life is focused around this it's a very different situation it's actually the same analogy that i would use 
when talking about back in the day when we had the whole barefoot conversation, people going, oh yeah, barefoot running is going to make you faster. Yeah, if you use it right, it might opt, it might help with some injury prevention stuff if you utilize it correctly because it's a tool. But just because you see some dude running a 15-minute 5K barefoot doesn't mean you can do that because you're not asking how did they get there? How did they learn how to do that, right? So it's the same thing. These are tools. You got to figure out if this is right for you. And there's, I am, I uh, am constantly looking on eBay because I'm finding lots of people that the alpha flies, the vapor flies don't work for us. So I'm looking to pick those off because with Nike, we don't have a contact with. Nike, if you guys are listening, we'd love to get free shoes from you and review, but we don't currently. So <laughs> it's up to us to find them. So what I took out of all of that is that I've been pronouncing it McLaren my whole life. Please don't assume. If we're going to go, no, I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> I barely can speak English. Don't assume that I pronounced that right. I definitely, I say McLaren, but uh, the viewers out there, listeners out there, um, tell us which that could be right. a subject for debate as well. Yeah. Is it McLaren or is it McLaren? McLaren sounds wrong. fancier, I think, but I it think does, it's McLaren. It's probably wrong, so I'm going to go with David. Um, I can barely pronounce most things. Um, I think there's also an interesting thing that comes into debate, too, because this is um, something I noticed with the Alpha Fly is that it weighs more. It flat out, because they added more foam, there's more components, they added weight. That was intentional, you know? Um, it was very much intentional, but it does add weight. So right. for those of the people that really like minimalist shoes, this is like almost the opposite of it. I mean, it's got all the bells and whistles, the max stack height that's legal on the road. It's um, it's it's a good shoe, but it's just it's very different. Right. You know, it's it's its own category. And um, there are some people. Go with that. There are some people who have went, run some quite fast five Ks in the Alpha Fly. But if you look at some of the fastest oh, ones yeah. still being done in the next percent. And if people really want a 5K shoe, there's the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the Hyperfly that's coming out, which basically looks like a Streak LT with Zoom X um, that is coming who knows when, but it's been seen on a lot of uh, uh, elite athletes recently. So for those looking for that 5K Zoom X shoe, it is coming. You're probably going to have to be patient. I have no idea when that's going to be uh, um, debuted. I don't know if our channel is going to get shut down because I said something about that, but again, I don't. I don't work with Nike. Right? I mean, we we have no ties to Nike. This is all prospective. Yeah. Our own opinions. There's no shared information here. No. That, or what's it called? The DNA? Or what yeah, is NDA. It? Do not. Uh, not NDA, NDA. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Non disclosure. Yeah. We have none of that with Nike. So <laughs> I, I actually. If you want to share it with us, I would love to use some of that stuff for research right now. So, but uh, we're not currently, don't have nothing. <laughs> Yeah, because I've only seen the Dragonfly. I've yeah. seen the new Victory with the stuff. Yeah. I've seen the, the Vaporfly, the Alphafly, obviously. Yeah. I haven't seen a Hyperfly. That's actually interesting. Dude, shout uh, out to... What uh, I was, this doesn't get a shut down, but shout out to <laughs> Instagram uh, for always posting that stuff. But where, where I was going with the weight thing and the stack thing and all of that stuff is... And you alluded to this earlier, it's yeah. fine-tuned to these athletes. And just because it's fine-tuned to these athletes doesn't mean that all the athletes are the same. And the, the very first thing I think of is at Saucony, where Molly Huddle has her own shoe, 
that she races in and everyone else wears the endorphin pro or whatever yeah. or everyone you know these, these shoes are fine-tuned you look over at adidas you got ronex kiparuto with the audios pro right yeah. you have mary katani with the Addy zero pro and you've got um uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm right. like, I'm, I'm blanking right now, but it's like every company does this. Right. They fine tune it to their athletes so that their athletes can perform at their highest level. Right. Notice the keyword at their highest level. And Not so, yours, theirs. Right. And, and so that's the, that's the same reason why there's going to be a, a alpha. There's going to be a next percent too, right? Is there's still some athletes that prefer the next percent over the alpha fly, right? Yes. And that's just that's the variety of, of human biomechanics and movement is that there's so many different movement patterns there's going to be some things that work better for others and it's the same thing with mm -hmm. the finger shoes right so molly huddle is a great example where it, I, we haven't seen her as often using some of these shoes like the endorphin pro and she seems to do better in other kinds of shoes a little bit more like like a modified uh type a9 um which is one of the minimalist like 5k 10k shoes that some people like jared ward used to take that up to the marathon so everybody's going to be a little different with how they with what works well for them like for right me. and even when you look at the trials which is kind of, yeah. kind of like the showcase for all yeah. of this stuff it might have even been 50 50. i mean you did the study on this i don't remember I what the I haven't published was but. yet yeah but it was the alpha fly was not more efficient and it was did not improve performances compared to the other shoes Right, but, but as far as the percentage of people wearing them, the, oh, like, the alpha yeah, it was next percent among the Nike athletes. It was huge. It was like, I think more than 50%, well more than 50% of the athletes were all wearing next percent or alpha flies. Um, yeah. that you're, I had to go through oh. a photo of every single athlete and find <laughs> that, all of them, both male and female. It took me so long and... I could not believe the number of people that were in like a Brooks Elite kit and working wearing Alpha Flies or on or sock. It's just like, wow, really, guys? Like, that's my soapbox. You know, David. No, but, still, but, David but still, I meant, yeah. I meant more specifically wearing Alpha Fly versus Next Percent, though. Oh, God. Was it, it about 50 yeah. 50? Between oh, the people that oh. were wearing a Nike shoe. I would have to go look back back and look off the top of my head. I think it was I think it was split pretty evenly, but I have to go check. It might okay, because I remember from what I was watching, I was curious about that myself. Yeah, I have. I was watching. That I have to go look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's all good. But I, because uh, I just remember I felt like it was pretty even just watching it yeah. subjectively, and clearly, if if. This was the best shoe, hands down, no questions asked. Everyone would be wearing it, and yeah. and maybe it is for certain people. But again, that that's where this whole thing of people—it's tailored to certain people, and some other ones might not like it. Right. And so, I think that's really important to note. And so, if you have an opportunity to put these shoes on and try them out before purchasing them, or if you have a good return policy, or you know, obviously don't abuse those things, but. If you can have a little bit of a trial to make sure that this will work for you, I think that's best because right. these aren't cheap. I mean, retail, this is $275. You know, it's, it's not cheap. And I just, I'll give a quick shout out. I got it from Santa Barbara Running Company. I did purchase this and um, it's, 
Yeah, it's it's not it's not cheap. So before you go and indulge yourself on these super shoes, just make sure it's something that you're comfortable spending the money on, and right. it's something that's going to work for you. Because that's the last thing you want to do is put a big purchase down and it doesn't work out. These are in, these are somewhat investments, by the way. You just got to make sure that the investment's going to work for you. So that's and that's the challenge. So we're not telling people not to run in these. We're just going, hey, these are not magic. These are not magically going to make you faster. They might make certain people more efficient. They might make others less efficient. So you need to find out, is this going to work for you? It's, these are not magic shoes. I, I don't like the phrase super shoes because it makes them seem like they're these special, you know, they're tools, right? They're a lot, they've got some interesting technology that's never existed before, but you have to figure out if this works for you because the last thing you want to do is purchase a shoe that ends up causing you problems. But you know, if it if these if this this type of shoe works well for you, great. Yeah, totally get a pair of these. These are they're very cool, right? It's been really fun to test this stuff and see these big changes. But as as doctors of physical therapy, we also need to be cautious and warn people. You know what? There is a there for some people. There's going to be a risk, so you need to test this stuff out. And don't just assume it's going to work for you because you saw it on TV or you saw somebody run some fast time in it. Everybody's different. And so now I'm starting to think uh, we're approaching the time for if this shoe were a blank. Oh, please, no. There's only two of us. <laughs> are are we there Nathan yet? Loves we... The Whose idea was this? Was that, that was Nathan's idea. I'm going to call him out right now because. I feel like it might have been, but I can't remember. Watch it be mine and I'm just. <laughs> I know you guys love this. It drives me nuts every time. I have a general idea, but it might be too easy of a question. So I'm also, I'm, I'm trying to cook up a couple things right now, but I have one if I can't think of another. Hmm. Anyways, is there any uh, anything else that you want to discuss about the Vaporfly? I would say, so how many, you've tried the Flynet, you've tried the 4% Flynet and the Alpha Fly. I have that run, is correct. I have run significantly in the four percent original, the next percent. I've jogged around in the Alpha Fly, and uh, David actually has my pair of Flynet four percent because I hate them. <laughs> I gave it to him because I wanted him to enjoy like said, it. It's not going to work for everyone. Yeah. Um, do you uh, between the between the ones that you've tried, which one do you like the most, and why? Oh man, that's a good question. You know what? I think I am going to say the Alpha Fly. Okay. And I think the reason why isn't because it makes me feel any faster. It doesn't. Um, but I feel like I feel a little bit more fresh. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel a little bit more poppy when I'm late in the run. Got it. So if I'm early in the run, it's kind of hard to get going for me on these shoes. Yeah. It honestly feels a little weird to try and run fast when you're on 40 millimeters of stack. Like it just doesn't feel natural. Mm -hmm. But once you kind of find a rhythm and you get into it, yeah. I mean, this shoe is meant to go a marathon, you know. So um, it can go 5K too, obviously. Jakob did it. But yeah. I, I, I think – down the stretch, I mean, like that opening 400, 800 meters, um, half mile or so, it can be yeah. a little awkward once you're getting up to speed. 
But once, if you can find a rhythm and if you can get into it, I think I do like the Alpha Fly, even though it weighs a little bit more. Um, I think it's just a bit more responsive for me. The drop is lower. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. So this is a four millimeter drop. This isn't um, comparable. Like the what is the next percent? Next percent is, is eight. six. It's eight percent. Eight, eight millimeters. Okay. Again, that's those are relative because how much where you land where the, how the salt presses. Right. And then the original yeah. is traditional. It's like ten to twelve or something. Okay. Right. So I mean, if we're going off of completely unscientific data. Most people associate a lower drop ratio with a slightly more aggressive feel, a little bit more load on the calves and things like that. Um, I would say that's slightly accurate. I mean, there's so much going on on this shoe that it's not the end-all be-all, and there's definitely a lot of play on the shoe, but it does feel a little bit more aggressive. Like I said, you feel that forefoot. Um, you definitely feel the forefoot, and... Um, I actually like that. I like, I was telling you the other day, I forgot what shoe it was. It was the Skechers Speed Elite. Yeah. And um, I was saying, I love how much this feels like a spike plate. Like, yeah. I love that stiff forefoot, that yeah. kind of stiff, rigid, kind of propelling forefoot, because I love how track spikes feel. And if you can somewhat mimic it on the road, then it's awesome. Not everyone likes that. And so. It definitely feels a little different, but it's a feel that I like. I do like a stiffer forefoot and a little bit more pop to the shoe, even if it comes at the cost of maybe a little bit more wear on my calves or something. But if if you know me, my calves are the same size as my hamstrings, so for better or worse, <laughs> uh, I just like that. I like running somewhat aggressively when I run. So um, for me, it works better, and I think – as long as I'm not overdoing the pace or biting off more than I can chew, it's a good shoe, and I'm actually really happy with it. And I'm having a hard time deciding because for Marathon, I really liked the Endorphin Pro. And so to go between the Alpha Fly and the Endorphin Pro is a little bit of a toss-up, but I bought the Alpha Fly. I didn't buy the Endorphin Pro, so I think I might actually do the Alpha Fly <laughs> just to get my return on the investment a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Also, you don't want to yeah. light the white uh, endorphin pro I sent you, right? Like that shoe is pretty is a pretty shoe. Yeah, good. and shout out to Matt Klein because I wouldn't have my endorphin pro if it wasn't for him. So <laughs> I remember my first run. Don't don't get it dirty. Don't don't run in the dirt. Run on trail. <laughs> I you know I I uh, I run very very shortly in the alpha white. At some point, I'll probably pick a pair up just to further test them, but. I'm uh, I'm still an OG guy. I, I like the next percent. It was an interesting shoe when I first tried it, but I still love the first version the most. Um, the, this one is very unique in that, like I said, of all the shoes that I've run in, of all the, the, the like super shoes, whatever you want to call them, when they wear down, this is still one of my favorites because it just keeps going. It's stable and the stability gets better. And I still feel like when this, these are fresh, they have the most bounce of any of the models. The the next percent was more firm, um, and it just felt a little bit more aggressive. The Alpha Fly is just a totally different beast. Those four foot pods are interesting and very stable, and I actually really enjoyed it. It just I felt like I was on stilts. But I'm gonna say that I still the the OGs, I still love. But I think a lot of people the Alpha Fly is something very different, and it fits a lot more with the in, in the Endorphin Pro and stuff like that. And uh, it's an interesting shoe. I definitely think people should at least go, hey, if you have an opportunity, try it. Um, it may not may or may not work for you, but, but try it. These are interesting shoes. Just don't hurt yourself. 
All right. Any, la any closing thoughts, anything else you would like to let the people know? No, I, I think I'm actually good. Uh, the shoe actually does ride a little high on the heel. So short socks could be fine, but I don't chance it. I just wear ankle socks or, or, you know, quarter, whatever. Right. Um, yeah, I'm when in doubt, I just don't chance it. I've torn my heels up a few times. Right. So I just don't chance it anymore, but it might work. It might not. I don't know, but the heel does ride kind of high on the off right. fly. So none of these, uh, shoes, by the way, work well for sockless wear. I would not suggest that for any of these. So just wear socks. <laughs> just wear socks. Don't, don't do the, the client thing. That's not he just loves to take I feel like other people who like running without socks. <laughs> like, I can't be the only one. Except that it's It'll tight. be like, like a daily trainer, and he'll be like, I'm so amazed. I can run sockless in this. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, I just don't want to put socks on. Or if I'm like finishing from work, right? And I've got dress, I'm not going to run in dress socks. I'm going to take those off, and I want to be able to just run out the door. Like, is that too much to ask? At the, like, we're in what year? 2012. 2020 is probably not a good year to compare, but like, we're in the 20th century. You should be able to, like, for 21st century, you shouldn't have to wear socks. But, you know, that's how it goes. <laughs> my weird things. All right. Socks, bill counters. So, All right. I think I changed the question. Oh, I'll, I'll leave it up to you. We'll, we'll leave it open. We'll leave it open. Do you want it more academia-centered, or do you want it... And this is general. General sports-centered. It's not a specific sport in any way. I have two questions in my head. Why don't you tell me what they are, and we'll answer it, and we'll, I'll see which one I like better. Well, we're on air, buddy. I, I don't care. I can say <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, for the audience out there, this is live. So I'll give you the two questions, and you can answer whichever one you want, and then I'll answer back. So the first question is, if this shoe was a college major, what would it be? That's interesting. And then... The other question is, if this shoe were a sport other than running, what would it be? Those are actually both very good questions. I don't know how to answer that. Um, it didn't help that when I was in college, I was an exercise science major because I knew I wanted to do something in the medical field. So I was going, and I knew I wanted to be a PT. So I was like, had my head in the stand, wasn't paying attention to anybody else. <laughs> um, I mean, my, my bias would be to say kinesiology or exercise science because these are performance tools, right? You're not going to go easy. And uh, I spent so much time in labs where I was not only working my brain, I was having to work my body and do VO2 max tests and all that kind of stuff and thought I was going to die, which yeah, I'm an athlete, right? I was a well, did very well in college for running um, at, D, at D3 level. So... I'm just going to have to go with an, the classic, like an exercise science major, kinesiology, because these can move, and you better be ready to work in them, right? It's not a shoe that you're going to take out for an easy jog. These are going to, you're going to be working hard, right? The exercise science majors, right, kinesiology, we have lots of labs, right? We have labs on labs. It is a hard science major. You're not just going to ease by. Uh, it was great. It was very challenging, but you better be prepared to work hard. And I would say these are the same where they are – shoes that are meant to go fast they are aggressive um and it's not for everybody right there's a lot of people who think oh i'll just get by i'll be fine and they end up getting their rear ends handed to them so i would say an exercise science major i don't know actually how to answer the uh the school support one. Oh, 
Oh, oh it's good. You already answered yeah. one. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so we're, we'll go down the major route. So yeah. um, for me, I think the easy answer would for me to just default to engineering, but I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um, I think for the same reasons you said, this shoe has so much going on mm-hmm. and there's influences from this. There's influences from that. This is a shoe that's years in the making. They've looked at what hasn't worked in the past, what has worked in the past, and they tried to create this mumbo jumbo of a shoe that is a final product in one thing. And so my answer is actually going to be a music major because music has influence from so many different kinds of genres. And to really make yourself unique, you almost have to know all of the genres really well to create something out of what you know and what you're able to do. And you have to know what has worked, what hasn't worked, you know, and it's not for everyone. And it's, uh, it definitely takes a fine touch and someone who appreciates all those extra things going on in subtle notes. So I'm actually going to go with a music major for the Alpha Fly Next Percent. Fun, fun fact, by the way, I started my college career on scholarship as a music major specializing in violin performance. And oh. then I decided that it was uh, not as fun as, as I was hoping, and I was more interested in uh, the exercise science and uh, physiology and biomechanics, and I wanted to keep playing the fiddle fun. So that's my start. I thought it was a good answer. That was great. All right. So yeah. that, that is our review, our interest, with an interesting end, um, of the Nike, uh, vapor, Nike Alpha Fly Next Percent. Let me say that right with comparisons to the other uh, several versions. Thank you guys for listening. Please, if you want to support our channel and us, please like and subscribe. We do put out weekly shoe reviews, and we do a weekly video as well, um, not just on shoes, but on my mechanics. Um, We've got some really cool interviews coming up with different people in the industry, so stick around and stay tuned. But again, hit that like and subscribe button. Follow us on all different channels. We've got podcasts, we've got reviews, we've got Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. So if you want more information, just let us know. And it's been fun. David, any last thoughts? No, you crushed it. Sweet. Have a good night, everyone. Night, guys (laughs) and gals.